0: talking about black people i was just gonna say there are some black (laughs) celebrities out there philanthropists business people entrepreneurs worth billions
1: entertainers
0: entertainers all of that people who have been visible people who've been leading the charge on campaigns and now it's either crickets
1: or just missed the mark completely
0: you're listening to the snob os podcast the podcast for apple snobs Hi, hey, this is Nika Monford, aka Tech Savvy Diva.
1: Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, aka Brother Tech.
0: And you're listening to the SnobOS Podcast, the podcast for Apple Snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We're back. Emphasis
1: emphasis <laughs> on and then some.
0: <laughs> and then some. And the sum has been a lot lately. That's uh-huh. been the the bulk of the of the of the podcast, especially since we took that week off, and then when we came back um, last week, it was a lot to to catch up on. So, um, how's it going? How are things on your side of the the world?
1: Uh, we're doing good. Uh, coronavirus still has us inside. Um, you know, every once in a while, you know, me and my wife, we kind of get, you know, that. Ancy feeling about wanting to go outside and protest. And then we mm-hmm. go out there and see all the people not social distancing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a a tough thing to juggle because mm-hmm. you want to be a part of something. You want to make sure your voice is heard. You want to make sure you stand in solidarity. All the good things. But then that coronavirus is like, I would hate. <laughs> I would hate to contract something or bring it back to the house. So it's it's tough. So hopefully, I think you I saw something in the notes about other ways to help and all that good stuff. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, yeah, so that's where we are right now. Still stuck in the house for lack of a better term. I figure when yeah. I can go out and like I said before, when I can go out and get a haircut is when I'll probably participate in other things. And right now my hair is kind of out there. So other things got to be on the back burner.
0: Right. Cause I know I've, I've felt the same way too, um, especially with all the protests going on. And we'll talk, definitely talk about that later, but what I found, you know, helpful for me is, um, I made sure that I, you know, signed all the petitions. I donated to some of the bail funds right. and, um, definitely just, you know, amplifying the voices of the people that are out there on the front line. So, you know, um, that was kind of my way of, you know, participating actively, but not, you know, putting myself you know, aren't risked by, by being outside. And, and I just,
1: and just hope that <laughs> coronavirus has said, you know what, racism, you know what, I'll let you run this. And hopefully, yeah. yeah. I saw a tweet, of course, uh, the whole <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, it said, <laughs> you know, the disabled the quote, it says, I can't believe coronavirus blew a 28-3 lead to racism. <laughs>
0: that will never, the Falcons will never live that down. Yeah, hopefully,
1: hopefully people understand that reference because it's yeah. too funny.
0: It's it. I, I saw it too, and I was cracking up. So I was like, "Yeah," I was like, you know, you know, something is is really powerful when it can completely overshadow a worldwide pandemic. I mean, right. it's not just a, an American pandemic; it's literally everywhere in in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so. So, yeah, but um, me um, and the pup, you know, everybody knows that I have a dog, a little Yorkie. We were able to get out a little bit on Sunday, social distancing, of course. Um, And he had a a really good time, so much so that he burned his back two little paws on the hot pavement. So Oh, wow. So this week, uh, well, it happened Sunday, so when I got home Sunday and so at first I thought he had some ant bites because he was kinda of limping on one foot and it was kinda of red. Uh-huh. And then when I got home I inspected a little bit more and I saw, you know, that his little paws were burned. And I called the vet and I was like, you know, what can I do? And they told me some things to do at home. But um Monday morning he he couldn't even walk. It was it was pretty bad, so I spent all of Monday morning up through, like, lunchtime at the vet because, you know, had to take him in. But it was even there, you know, we couldn't take – you had to call when you got there. Someone would come out to to greet you and to take the dog and go back in. Then the doctor would call you on the phone. you have a phone consultation. Then they would, like, take your payment, like, all over the phone. It was just really, you know – in some circles, people are definitely heating Corona, and in some circles, not so much. So, right. I guess mm-hmm. we'll probably get a a good sense of of where we really are in a couple of weeks because we just had Memorial Day and people are out there acting to me a fool just being out there without any kinds of precautions. And just now, for
1: Memorial Day, not even right, counting. Not even this counting going on now.
0: Now we have you know all these protests. So I'm thinking in a couple of weeks, we're probably going to see a huge spike, you know, probably, you know, definitely in the United States, but in all likelihood worldwide, because there are protests all over the world, France, and uh, I think New Zealand, and Paris, um, and I think Brazil, It's, it's been, you know, a couple of other countries that have been, you know, protesting as well. So We'll see, you know, what the data says in a couple weeks of, of
1: yeah, what hopefully, this looks like. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that this, you know, maybe shows us that things are getting back to normal faster than planned because, I mean, that's everybody's hope. I don't want to wish bad luck on anybody out there, you know, protesting right. or anybody out that was prior to protesting, you know, I don't want any, I don't, I can only speak for myself is I don't want anybody to get sick. It's just that, you know, please heed the warnings that will help you prevent you to, from putting yourself in an unnecessary danger. So hopefully, 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 like I mentioned that this shows that, um, things are getting back to normal. And if so, then maybe that can speed up. You know, America getting, you know, like you said, like you like you quoted (laughs) outside is back open (laughs) and we can get back out, you know, because I I had a dream. And, you know, just a a little side note and we'll get into the show. But I had a dream that I was uh, leading or organizing a no more Corona trip (laughs) with my high school graduates. So a, a little side note, I was senior class vice president at my high school. And of course the 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 this the, the class officials, those are the people who are supposed to plan, supposedly supposed to plan the the, the five the, the 10 year and the five year and reunion and all that stuff. So uh we did it for the 10 year, but I don't think we did we didn't do it for the 20 year. So I had a dream that now corona's gone. I was organizing this, hey, let's take a trip somewhere. And you know, we had the whole thing set up. It wasn't an official Back to our hometown high school thing, but it was like a trip to I don't know some island or something like that. So, all that, all that to say, you know, I'm just as anxious as everybody else to get out there. So, so much so that my subconscious is getting at me. It's, it's like, <laughs> yo,
0: like, come on, let's let's right. start thinking about you know what's next. So, right. So yeah, I think everybody's ready to get back out, but not at the risk. For me personally, not at the risk of, you know, dangering endangering. endangering my life or or the life of someone else. So. Yep. So, yeah. All right. So let's get into the show. So, um, I'll let you take the, um, uh, what happened a little bit earlier, um, this week with the daily tech news show, since I was late to the, to the party. And I just saw kind of like my mentions blowing up a little bit. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on?
1: Right. Right. So, um, for those who don't know, Uh, uh, DTNS is the short But it's a long daily tech news Show and uh, Tom Merritt Angela Lane um, They have been Long time long time I call them I've been a listener For a long time they've been they've had This tech news show for years And years and years and they are one Of the pillars of uh, Tech news you know uh, for, For a long time And you know when this whole protest thing unraveled i think a lot of this sentiment for african americans or me specifically i'll just use myself for example is you know you want our white allies to not, necess- not necessarily automatically just jump in and take over and you know feel like they aren't doing their job if they are are not jumping in with a full head of steam on, you know, outing racism. You know, I think for myself, I just want our white allies to listen, to absorb what we're saying, understand where we're coming from, and just accept, if not accept, just respect that we are all different, we have different uh, upbringings, and we and specifically, we have different things that are going on that affect us as it specifically relates to race, right? So, you know, a lot of the, we'll get into it a little bit later, a lot of these, you know, uh, businesses and these brands, you know, they, they either don't say anything, or they say entirely too much, (laughs) you know, uh, for, you know, I I would assume a good reason, but it's like you, there's, there. It's a lot. Right. So one of the things that uh, Daily Tech News show did over, I say, over the weekend, they reached out to a couple of black podcasters, black, you know, uh, uh, publications, you know, uh, specifically podcasts, since they are a daily podcast and a video news show. So they reached out to our show. They reached out to a couple other Prominent African Americans in, you know, tech. Lamar Wilson being one of the more popular ones. Uh, some of our partners that we've actually had, you know, uh, Chris Ashley from the SMR podcast on our show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Daily Tech News show. Instead of them saying, "Okay, well, here's what we're gonna do," you know, instead of them putting their foot in their mouth, you know, they decided to use their platform to hear or play, in our case, some mm-hmm. of the. The, the idea, some of the philosophies, some of our experiences that we've been through as African Americans, as, you know, people in tech, but specifically, like I said, as African Americans. And, you know, they uh, asked for our permission over the weekend to use some of our excerpts for one of our shows. And they kind of did a collaboration of all of those different um, podcasts and different comments from these, you know, from uh, African American podcasters. And I thought, that was cool, specifically, like I said before, because they didn't, they didn't say, you know, uh, racism is is terrible, and here at the day, Daily Tech News Show, blah 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 blah. They simply listened, and they they showed their way of listening by using their platform to give other people a voice. To where, you know, they have a major platform that reaches thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people all over the globe those same audiences we necessarily don't reach out to on a daily basis. So for them to use their platform and, you know, some of their listeners really reach out to them to get away from the whole politics thing, to get away from the whole race thing, because they just want to hear tech and they appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So for them to, I guess, jeopardize is not the right way word, but for them to expect their listeners or request rather that their listeners take the time and listen to viewpoints that they may not always listen to. I think that was pretty big. And I appreciate, like I said, uh, Tom Merritt and Angela and um, all, the, all the crew over there at the Daily Tech News Show for lending their platform. And it was pretty cool because they also shared some feedback yeah. that some of the people um, sent as a result of listening to the show. So give me a second. I did not pull that up. So okay. give me a second. I'm going to Pull up that up so I can read some of their the feedback that they got from the show as a result of opening up their platform. So give me a second.
0: And I will say that Tom has definitely been a big supporter of ours since we started this show, you know, just over a year ago. And, you know, that what they decided to do by amplifying amplifying our voices and voices from SMR and and those other folks is is truly allyship in, in practice because they, one, they didn't have to do that. And two, you know, it, it shows a, a lot of wisdom on their end to say, Hey, we know a lot of things, but this isn't our experience. So let's defer to some folks that we know and that we trust to, um, you know, to, to hear what their thoughts are. So, um, I just, uh, you know, definitely want to, to definitely thank them again for, for, for doing that and, and amplifying, you know, those voices.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I said, Angela, it's Tom and Sarah. (laughs) So let (laughs) me, let me read. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let me read this uh, response that Tom forwarded to me as a result of somebody listening to the show. And this is what some of their listeners had to say uh, in regards to their show. So I debated if I should send this email or not, but obviously I'm sending it. Normally I stay out of politics, especially so given I'm active in duty military, but I wanted to express my appreciation for Monday show. I appreciated the different perspective on folks living lives very different from my own. Yes, I'm white and yes, I come from a background slash upbringing that was uh, less well off. But in the end, the points and experiences felt by the black community is something that I can't possibly experience. In the end, the main reason why I write this is normally I write off shows or segments like what you did on Monday as pure virtual signals, virtue signaling, and or I get frustrated with folks stepping outside the normal lane of reporting, i.e., quote, stick to gaming, stick to techs, tech, stick to sports, etc. And I stop listening in the in the case of DTNS, however, your years of apolitical reporting, which I am immensely, immensely thankful for have given you a level of credibility the other outlets simply don't have. As a result, I was happy to listen, really listen. I now have a better appreciation and perspective. You have walked a very, very delicate and sensitive line with the subject matter and the current tensions and those done so masterfully. Please express my love and appreciation to all you and your hosts from yesterday as I truly respect and appreciate their contributions. Anyways, that's it. Please continue to do what you're doing. I continue to love the show and look forward to continue, continuing to back you on Patreon as I have done from day one, sincerely, and I'll just redact the user's name. So I uh, just wanted to uh, read that because, like I said before, at the very least, that's all I, want, I would expect. I would expect somebody who does not have the same background, who does not have the same upbringing, who does not have the same daily experiences to, at the very least, listen, understand, and respect that at the very least we have different experiences. Now from there, if you decide you want to contribute from there, if you decide you want to disagree, you know, but at the, before you, you know, uh, nitpick, like I've seen a lot of people on social media do, uh, w- before you decide to deflect, like I've seen a lot of people on social media do, you know, at the very least, listen, understand and respect. From there, I think we can do a lot. But the fact that he was able to do that, uh, the the person who responded and, you know, the DTNS crew for actually providing their platform, that is the, definitely the start that me specifically that I will look for, yeah. for somebody who doesn't share my same experiences
0: definitely agree and you know just looking at some of the comments and, and posts on on Twitter um, people were saying you know that they glad that they listened and it was like it, it was truly an eye-opening and you know that's really all that we can ask for is for people to be to have the willingness and openness to to listen to a perspective you know that's not theirs and you know truly appreciate that and 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 hopefully give them a different viewpoint on the different lived experiences that we all have, um, especially when it comes along the lines of of race. But Tom also sent us a follow up note saying that the feedback from the episode has been hundred percent positive, positive. and you know that's you know it, it that in itself um, is 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 great to hear that they've gotten positive feedback from from their listeners who many probably don't even know who we are or or have never heard of our podcast but and there
1: and there's a lot of them
0: (laughs) yes and so for it to all be positive you know it's truly a testament to the the spirit of of the human nature and that you know there is definitely good and that there is definitely you know, allyship, um, on the table and, and, and out there. And, and that's just wonderful, wonderful to hear.
1: Yeah. Don't get us wrong now. There's a lot, there's a lot of work to do.
0: There's still a lot of work to do, but this is definitely a start and people's willingness to even listen is, 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 is the very beginning. So hopefully, you know, people will take these experiences or hearing the voices of, of not only us but some of the other folks as well, and start to to make some changes in the way that they view people and the way that they talk with um, you know family members or friends who who may not be as open as they are for them to start having those conversations and 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 being quite honest, it's in my experience it's easier for people to hear something of a sensitive nature from um, someone who looks like them. Um, right. Somebody that they respect, somebody, somebody that, that respect, they trust, someone that they trust, someone who, you know, they, you know, align with and, and can say, oh, well, if this person is is putting this out there, then let me definitely give it a chance and take a listen and and take it to heart. So, you know, hopefully this is, you know, the start of, you know, in, even in, in its own smaller way of, of people starting to you know, turn the light on and starting to see things a little bit differently than than what they've, uh, you know, thought previously or or what they even, you know, experience in their own lives. So that's definitely that's definitely um, a great way to to definitely start the show and to to get that feedback that definitely, you know, for me personally, made me feel good.
1: Absolutely. And so much so that, you know, Tom has extended. Uh, the opportunity for us to actually appear on their show. So uh, you hopefully you, you'll you hear either myself and or Nika on an upcoming show of DTNS. And like I said, we look forward to the experience.
0: Yep, definitely. All right. Way to start off the episode all warm and fuzzy. So now uh-huh. let's get into the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. So first up this week, um, iPad Pro, uh, the next-gen version. um, I think we've been talking uh, about uh, expecting that um, sometime soon. It's been um, recently, um, I'm not sure if this has been confirmed or if it's just rumors, but um, 5G is coming to the next-generation iPad Pro. Um, Looks like they're updating the some of the internal guts of of the ipad that will allow for um the support of a 5g standard so um that's definitely something to look forward to in the in the next version of of ipad pro
1: nice nice this is hopefully this is a a precursor of things that come with the iphone so if they're talking about 5g ipad hopefully hopefully hopefully
0: in september we'll have the 5g iphone all right so so that's definitely um uh definitely a bonus um i think a lot of us i know me specifically because i'm still rocking the the iphone 10 um waiting for the the 5g to to come along the the pipeline and um, I don't think I mentioned it, but the I think they're going to use, a, it's called a Snapdragon X55 modem, which will um, allow the powering of the 5G. So yep. faster iPads. So hopefully that translates to faster iPhones. And they are expecting, uh, one tweet is saying that the the new models will come out Q1 or Q2 of next year.
1: So yeah. Coronavirus kind of slowed everything down.
0: So (laughs) yeah, Corona definitely slowed everything down. And, um, I'm assuming probably if we had WWDC this June, um, that was probably going to be one of the things that was announced. And so I'm not sure, um, since they're doing it, um, all virtually now, I'm not sure if we can still expect to see that announcement, um, at WWDC or if um, it will be some other way that it's announced. So keep your eyes peeled and uh, we'll keep an eye out for for the, the next generation iPad if it really does come out with um, the uh, 5G support. Yep. Cool. All right, speaking of coronavirus, um, I think we talked about this, I don't know, maybe a few months ago, that um, in New York, um, the MTA was going to allow for um, Apple Pay to um, be in all in their fare system. So whether you are getting like the the annual pass or daily rides, they were going to um, have that option through Apple Pay. But because of Corona, that has been pushed back. Um, a couple of months, I believe they yeah two months. I think they were originally expecting um, this to go live in October, but now they're saying it's been delayed by about two months. So I know they had uh-huh. started putting in the hardware in um, some of the stations. Um, I think they're expecting to do about half of the total um, subway stations. Almost I think five hundred of them um, that have the contactless payments. They were starting to to update the the hardware in the in the actual terminals to do that but of course when coronavirus hit they had to halt that back in march i believe um to you know out of safety and concern for their employees and the writers they had to push back the the remaining installs of the the contactless payments in the terminals
1: yep yep and of course you would think that contactless payments, well, not you would think, with the whole coronavirus thing out and not wanting to touch each other and social distancing and all that good stuff, this would have been a prime advantage to having contactless payments. But it's so (laughs) ironic that the coronavirus, which forces us not to touch each other, has slowed down technology that will enable us not to to touch touch each other as much. (laughs) Right.
0: And the thing is, if you saw like the pictures of on social media from people posting like subway stations, like they were completely empty. So that would have literally been the ideal time. They didn't have to worry about shutting down the stations, um, or closing them out so that they could update them. There's nobody in them anyway. So, you know, if they would have had the PPEs or they could have had them, I'm not sure it would have been a prime time to get people in there when they didn't have to worry about any outside, um, customers other than the employees of MTA or if they had any contractors that were, you know, doing the installs. So um, you would have thought that would have been the ideal time, but you know, I get it. Everything was pretty much shut down.
1: Yeah. And not just that. Uh, In addition to that, it would have been nice to have contactless payments put in place prior to coronavirus because it would have made probably transportation during the coronavirus, maybe a little more safer because you don't have to touch as much stuff in order to, you know, uh matriculate through the subway system. But of course, you know, they had some systems set up on some ends, but it didn't have to set up on the on the other end. So, you know, if I am concerned about, you know, traveling during the coronavirus or when things start to ease back up, you know, it it it's it's pointless, contactless systems. It's pointless if I can use contact Apple Pay to get on the subway during my route, but then I have to you know, figure something Actually out as have far contact as when I, exactly, try when I exit it's pointless, right? Yeah. Because so they, they said like that they only
0: got, had, they only have like half of the, the turnstiles, you know, fitted. So like you said, you could get there one way, but probably not coming back.
1: Right. Right. So all that to say they had to halt everything again. Uh, like Nika mentioned, they looks like they had to be on track by uh, all subway stations by the end of 2020. Uh, but again, with the whole coronavirus out, you know, by that time, you know, hopefully we'll be back on our feet, but maybe we'll use it to prevent some other future pandemic. Who knows?
0: Yeah. And maybe, you know, once things start to to pick back up, you know, uh, you know, towards the end of the year, hopefully, you know, as they people are starting to go back to work and, you know, things are starting to open up and people for, you know, the essential people, um. Going back into work, hopefully people will still be fairly cautious and not, you know, flood, you know, the subway system or the streets. So hopefully if things work, you know, the way if all things in a perfect world working together, you know, folks who work for MTA, if they're able to go back to work and start doing some of that work before everything completely opens back up, that may give them a little bit of breathing room to hopefully try and make up some of the difference. So right so eyes out we'll see and i'm thinking probably if mta can get this up and working then more um
1: don't say marta (laughs) no i would say more
0: public transportation (laughs) cities with robust public transportation they may start to lean towards a contactless payment as well which they probably will you know prior to you know mta doing it but you know just with the whole corona aspect of it that just may be another way for them to go but i mean marta which is the (laughs) quote-unquote public transportation um, system here in georgia well in atlanta um, it's only really good if you're inside the perimeter anyway so so yeah. yeah so yeah we'll see we'll see hopefully you know they can get it up and running in in a decent amount of time to to help thwart coronavirus. Cause even, I don't I don't know if coronavirus will ever be a hundred percent gone. I think it may be something that kind of lingers for a couple right. of years, even after they say it's done. Um, I think, you know, there'll still be lingering effects. So it, you know, having that type of system will definitely help in my opinion. Yep. All right, so let's go on over and talk iPad Air. So it looks like um, iPad Air could be getting rid of their current lightning port in favor of a USB-C connector, which makes sense since that seems to be the way that Apple's products are shifting. We know we have the iPad Pro that already takes that. Um, So yeah, so I think we are slowly but surely getting away from... Lightning cables for Apple devices, and I think iPad Air will just be the next iteration of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm su- personally surprised that the iPad Air is still in the product line for Apple because the regular iPad works just fine, and it's if not on par. I want to not on par is not the right word. Is a good entry level. To the iPad Pro, and I'm surprised that they're still keeping the iPad Air as as a uh, middleman. I guess you need a a low tier, middle tier, and and a higher tier. tier. But but um, the iPad Air, I mean the regular iPad, is just as thin, just as capable. Now it does have the Lightning port, uh, but again, I don't see that. I mean, I see that changing within the next two years. You know, especially if the iPhone goes USB-C. You know, I assume that all devices go USB-C since yeah. the MacBooks, I mean, since all the MacBooks are USB-C now yeah. and the iPad Pro is USB-C. So I'm surprised the iPad Air is still in the mix, but it is. So I guess they're There's letting us know that that's, it. yeah, I guess so. I, 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 it'd be tough to see, you know, how they differentiate as far as specs between the iPad, the the, the most current version iPad, the most current version iPad Air and the most current version iPad Pros, but Apple has been known to do its thing and people if people want it, they'll make sure they have it. They'll
0: keep paying. They'll keep producing it, yeah. And, you know, like you said earlier, you know, everything to me in the Apple um ecosystem is, is headed toward USB C. They're just rolling as each new release comes out, they're, you know, putting that in there. So yep so it makes sense that uh that's what it's uh coming down to so keep an eye out. Um, this is just rumored we don't have any um, thing confirmed um, we're reading an article from Cto Mac and we'll definitely put the link uh, the the link in the show notes but um it, it it makes sense to me that it 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 they switched the port so we'll yep. see for certain when the uh, announcement comes out. So we'll yep. see what happens. We'll see what happens. We're already in June. So we'll see what happens this month at WWGC to see if there's, uh, some, finally, some closure to some of these rumors. So we'll see. All right. So the last, um, thing that we have to talk about, um, today in the lowdown is, um, related to, um, some of the protests, um, for George Floyd, um, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud, um, uh, Avery, um, Looters um, with a lot of the protesting that's been going on. We'll talk about the whole protesting um, aspect later in the show, but um, people are, you know, looting different stores, whether they're actual protesters or people just taking advantage of the situation, um, which seems to be um, the likely case. Is, it's a mixture of those things. But um, of course, Apple is um, a high. Um, profile target so um, there's been a lot of looting at at Apple stores Um, and even though um, Tim Cook did come out um, in support of standing together with you know the uh, black Americans in this country uh, he talked about the census killing of George Floyd and our country's history with racism and he was definitely um, on the side of making sure that we do the necessary things to to combat racism and uh, census police deaths Um, he also, you know, made it clear that the technology within um, iPhones are um, are or have things put in there for for anti theft. So a lot of people and not who, and,
1: and not just iPhones in general, the floor models, the display models yeah. that sit out on the desks Devices. of the beautiful Apple stores.
0: Yeah, because people, you know, taking whole iMacs and. And, you know, pretty much anything they can get their their hands on. But um, the the technology that's built into them, if you say, for instance, if you did um, loot an uh, iPhone 10, um, soon as you turn it on, you will get a message that says, quote, this device has been disabled and is being tracked. Local authorities will be alerted. So a lot of people who swiped devices um, aren't going to really be able to use them.
1: You know, and this is, you know, all uh, divide, Apple devices have, you know, if they're logged into an iCloud account by a user, you know, you just can't wipe the device and set up your own information. You still got to enter that previous users, uh, Apple ID, iCloud, so on and so forth. But to make matters worse, again, the looters that... Um, moved into the Apple stores they couldn't get into the actual inventory of the devices that hasn't that have not been activated by the unopened consumers. packages yeah they they of course you know took the floor models and those are like you mentioned equipped with additional technology that puts up that message that you mentioned so not all iPhones are going to put up that message unless the user the actual user who owns that device goes into iCloud and turns a you know puts a screen on the message and does define my iPhone you got to go through all those steps as a actual owner of a device well these floor models that sit in the display cases or on the shelves and on the desks of Apple stores have that technology built in by default so right because you know, they're
0: floor models they have to be I mean even if we think outside of the context of what's going on right now people steal things from stores. So right. they have to make sure that they are able to recoup those losses so they can say, you know, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I would assume you file an insurance claim or something about, mm-hmm. you know, theft and loss prevention or whatever. I don't know what the terminology is, but you know what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. That they can say, well, we have measures in place to help with this, but you know, stuff happens. So um you have to, you know, be in the mindset that things get stolen. And that's right. what happens. Maybe not on such a mass scale and when you have, you know, knocking in of windows, but for the devices themselves, they're always at risk for being stolen in yeah. an open store. So of course And Apple knows this. And Apple and, knows this. And, and this pretty much specific- everybody knows this.
1: Right. And this wasn't specifically turned on for the George Floyd protests. This is like always part, been on. Right. So hopefully that the, you know, the looters that, you know, did take some devices, you know, hopefully they recognize that it was a moot, you know, a uh, moot case and maybe some will be stripped for parts. You know, maybe they'll use the screens or whatever the case, but, you or know. Or try
0: and sell them. And right. But give it to somebody else and say, hey, here you go.
1: Yeah, so uh, all that to say, you know, good luck with those devices because they're pretty much bricks unless you strip it. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. So that's all we have for the lowdowns. Let's head over to Second String where we talk other tech. So um, starting off with Google this week. Um, Previously, um, you know, Google didn't allow certain types of security keys for um, their accounts. But um, now um, the recently added built-in support for um, the physical security keys um, in iOS has been um, available now to Google account owners. So it allows you to use your USB-C or NFC or any of the other security keys that um, you use for extra security on your on your devices it's now available through the um, Google Advanced Protection Program that you can now take advantage of these additional security features. So um, I don't use any of those things. I know at my previous job we had um, RSA keys for our devices, but now it looks like um, if you have a Google account, um, you are not able to, to have that additional uh, level of security on your devices. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, some uh, companies use a, um, like a credit card type uh, device that you can slide into a laptop, you know, but mm-hmm. this, you know, USB-C or NFC cable is something that you can use across all your devices. So right. you can use the same key to access, you know, an account on a laptop. Now you can do it on a Android device and maybe even switch over to an a- iOS as well, depending on the type of uh, connectivity, whether it be USB-C or lightning, you know, which all... To add, uh, Apple, you know, moving to USB-C is kind of following along with some of the other uh, manufacturers like Google, who currently use USB-C in their uh, Google devices. I think even uh, Samsung for their Galaxy devices are USB-C now. So, getting on par with a lot of these different these other companies will enable users who have to switch between devices can use one security key and access their accounts on multiple different devices, no matter the platform. So the fact that you can now use that, you know, security keys on Google's means that you have an extra layer of security specifically for people who, you know, are uh, frequently accessing client data, frequently accessing highly security information. You know, you actually have that other layer, you know, it's like two-factor authentication on steroids. You know, mm-hmm. way two-factor works now is, you know, you have to sign in and then they send you a text. They text you a code to your phone. Well, if the person has your laptop and they have your phone, Didn't you they know, they that. still, but right. So if you have this third thing, which is this separate key that you actually have to insert into a laptop or a phone in order to access, it's mm-hmm. just another layer. So the fact that they can, with Google's doing this now, it gives you the Opportunity to use this across multiple devices is a good thing, specifically if you are high risk as far as security breaches are concerned.
0: Right. And it goes along to your um, your prediction um, at the beginning of the year um, of a security, uh, a cybersecurity outbreak. This is mm-hmm. just another layer of protection. Should such thing happen? Um, you know, it may provide an, an extra layer of security for you.
1: Right. Or prevent it. You know, of course, yeah. I don't want I don't want my uh cyber warfare warfare prediction to come true but if it does you know the more people the more opportunities the more um security options out there the better
0: i mean would 2020 really do that to us we've been through a lot and we're (laughs) barely six months in you know we're only halfway (laughs) we're only halfway like please 2020 have mercy on us you've you've put 10 years worth of 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 issues all in the first six months of the year. So, you know, hopefully they won't, you know, 2020 will have a little bit of of mercy on us.
1: Yeah, hopefully.
0: (laughs) We'll see. All right. Um, Keeping um, with Google, um, looks like Google is being sued in a class action lawsuit. Wow. Five, five billion with the B dollars.
1: And we just talked about how secure Google is trying to be. And then here they come (laughs) to mess it up. (laughs) Right. Mess it
0: up. So I don't know if, uh, you know, using Chrome, how many people use the incognito mode under the guise that, you know, your cookies won't be cached, your browsing history won't be viewed and accessible and, and all those good things. But it seems as if. In this class action lawsuit, um, they're they're alleging that Google has still been tracking um, browser habits in incognito mode when you wouldn't expect it to be.
1: hmm. Yep. And basically the complaint states that Google, quote, cannot continue to engage in the covert and unauthorized data collection from virtually every American with a computer or a phone. Of course, most Americans, most people you know, they're using Chrome as their browser of choice, you know, so that goes across all devices. So regardless of whether you have an Android, a Galaxy or an iPhone, if you are using Chrome as your browser, even if you think you're using incognito mode, like you mentioned, to cover your tracks, to look at (laughs) porn. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Google still still (laughs) might know where you're going so
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't think you're being slick because you weren't
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah so we'll see what comes out of this but five billion with a b uh that that's a lot of money and hopefully that's not hopefully that's not the case but again that's not a stretch for google to you know lure you in for the false sense of security
0: right because again data is key they got to see those trends. They got to see what you're looking at. So they'll know who to sell add spots to. So that's about right. yep. so in line. All right. So a little bit of space news. Um, the end of last month, there was a collaboration between SpaceX and NASA to launch um, a new vessel into space. And uh, it was successful weren't that many issues i think they're actually back now i think they got back was it yesterday or today um so i just wanted to definitely we don't really talk a lot about space on the show but i saw this and i thought that it was uh pretty neat um that they are able to um come up with this new way of space travel for people yeah especially and it, from uh, a private port- company
1: Exactly. So that's what I was going to say. You know, it, it seemed pretty simple. You know, previous, you know, all, growing up, you know, all the different space launches seemed super complicated and needed a, a whole gang of team, which I'm assuming this is no different. But the fact that they can, the NASA even partnered up with a private company. And according to what I've read, this Falcon 9 um, is this the spaceship that carried the the Dragon capsule. I wonder if that's a Dragon Ball Z uh, capsule corporation reference for all my anime folks out there. (laughs) Um, It, it sent two uh, astronauts to rendezvous with the international space station on Sunday morning. Uh, I think they, like Nika mentioned, they did have to reschedule due to weather, but it took off on, uh, on Saturday. Uh, They arrived at the space station on Sunday. And I think the, the actual ship that they can reuse I think, like you mentioned, touched back down uh, as of uh, earlier this week. So, again, like I mentioned, it's it's cool that NASA is going back out in space, you know, just from a technology and exploration standpoint, you know, and it looks like since they're bringing in more private companies like SpaceX, you know, you may see privatized trips out of space. Now, you ain't gonna catch me on one. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, people with the money, you know, this is looks like the beginning. I say in the next five years, you know, people with a, a super duper first class ticket can catch they got a got ride. A black,
0: they got a Black American Express. They can hop on one of those things and go take a visit if, to the moon or, or something.
1: Uh, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. But more power to you. <laughs>
0: See, it could be me. I want to go into space. You you do? Yes.
1: Well, just make sure that you, you know, leave all your information for the uh, podcast. So (laughs) if I need to accept some applications for a new partner, because you, you know, the Martian stuck out on Mars, (laughs) I'll be able to continue the podcast. Keep it going, (laughs) even in my
0: absence. You know, y'all send me a little shout out from Earth out to Never Never Land where, where I could possibly. But yeah, I would definitely, you know, of course, after... Uh, you know, enough a people, people do it. Yeah, right. enough people try it out. I'm now, don't get me do wrong.
1: Now, if Earth, you know, continues to crumble. You know, with all the the stuff going on and, you know, global warming and things, I'm going to have some money saved up to where if that's where if that's the next bastion as far as American civilization, oh, I'm going to be on the ship.
0: They, but. The, you, you better believe there are already thoughts in place about building colonies on other planets. So mm-hmm. just know that y'all are not leaving me here. If this planet completely says I hate y'all. Right. Y'all ruined me. Get out of here. Because, I mean, she's already letting us know <laughs> Right. That she is sick of our stuff. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, I will be, I would definitely be one of those. Yeah. Like, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so the final um, thing we need to talk about for Second String this week is Zoom. So um, at the beginning of Corona, Zoom just really exploded. It's like the most popular um, video conferencing software you know, that we have right now. Everybody's using it. It's all about Zoom, this, Zoom, that. I've had numerous Zoom happy hours, Zoom parties, all those good things. Um, but one of the things that it is lacking is uh, end-to-end encryption. Um, so the Zoom CEO has come out to say that they will not have any uh, EDE encryption for their free users, and they are doing this so that they can work with law enforcement.
1: Yeah. So um, I guess I, I guess we'll see. You know how that turns out in the near future, as far as the response. From you know, uh, deciding not to go with end-to-end encryption, you know, for the sole purpose of working with the you know police. Uh, I'll guess we'll ju- I'll just read the statement that they said: uh, Zoom does not proactively monitor meeting content, and we do not share information with law enforcement except in circumstances like child sex abuse. The company said, we do not have backdoors where participants can enter meetings without being visible to others. Uh, none of this will change. So basically, they're saying, you know, we won't willingly for no reason share your information but, with law enforcement, but
0: in certain you know, cases we will
1: we will cooperate, which again, I get. I'm not trying to say, you know, I feel that if molest child molesters or any other sort of crazy people should go to Zoom so they can do their things. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you either provide protection for everybody or you provide protection for nobody. For and yeah. right. So, um, again, for those who are concerned, you know, concerned about security and privacy, you know, you want to make sure that you are limiting your public uh, Zoom meetings. You know, you want to protect them with a password so, you know, you can
0: and I have think that's, conversations. And I, and I think that's what they made um, the default after. All of those Zoom bombings—I think that's what they were calling them—when people just kind of hijack other people's meetings and you know use profanity or show uh, pornographic images or use racial slurs. I think um, when they did the update, the last time I had a Zoom uh, meeting, it automatically defaults you to have a meeting password. I think. Right Um, so that's just another level of it. And it's also, you know, important to note that they are saying for free users. So I'm assuming if you have a paid account,
1: uh-huh. then
0: that means that you will be provided with some level of encryption. the This article that we're reading um, doesn't specifically say that, but I would assume so since they made sure to point out that free this users. is not this is not the case for free users. Right.
1: So uh, money talks, I guess, if you want that extra added security um, for your whatever that you're doing, you know, definitely switch over paid to up. a paid yep, paid Zoom account and do your thing. But even still, I'm I'm assuming, you know, since they make this statement as as it relates to, quote unquote, circumstances like child sex abuse, free or paid or not, you know, they're going to be cooperating with the with law enforcement if there is suspected a suspected rather. That something is happening. I think Zoom wanted to make sure that people know that we're not, they're not just randomly listening to people's, you know, meetings just for monitoring sake. Right. You know, but at the same time, if they are asked or requested or required by law enforcement, they will cooperate. What that looks like, we who knows, know. but they but they are saying that they will cooperate.
0: They say they will. So, um, again, definitely take all the necessary precautions if you are using Zoom to ensure that you are safe. And um, you know, if you have nefarious reasons to be on Zoom, maybe take that off Zoom. Right. Yeah. No,
1: which? Just so. which? Uh, I mean. If you're on Zoom doing things like that anyway, shame on you
0: right. for
1: one, for, one for doing it and two for thinking you can do it and not get caught on and Zoom. not
0: get caught. <laughs> what? I, I'm still confused how people think that they can get away with certain things and not get caught, especially right. when it comes to using open platforms like, bro, all this stuff is tracked. Right. Someone's going to, or even, or not even that, even if you have a lockdown situation, it's going to be somebody that takes a screenshot or records it just because that's what people do and it's going to get out. So, you know, be good, you know, decent human beings that don't do things that cause injury and harm to, to other people, especially children. Just, just, just just
1: stop.
0: All right. So that's it for second string. Let's head over to for the culture. So we have a few things that we want to talk about um, this week. In for the culture, we can start with Blackout Tuesday, which was yesterday because we're recording Uh on Wednesday. Um, There was a lot of conversation around Blackout Tuesday and what it was supposed to be used for. So essentially, um, Blackout Tuesday started um, by, started with um, two black women and it was um, hashtag The show must be paused. And it was primarily for the music industry, meaning that on Tuesday, we're going to pause all of our typical self-promotion, talking about what we have going on, you know, showing our puppies, doing our selfies. We're going to take this day to black out the noise and focus solely on, you know, what's going on in the country, to amplify um, Black voices, to talk about um, ways that for essentially for allies, uh, meaning non-black uh, people, meaning white people and non-black POCs, to have the opportunity to see and hear from voices um, in this new movement that we have. I don't wanna call it new because it's always been there, but this the current state of affairs that we're in. So what ended up happening was a lot of people posting the black tiles, if you went to your Instagram, you probably saw just all these black tiles, black tiles, black tiles. So the question that I'm asking is, was Blackout Tuesday useful or do you think it was hijacked for other purposes?
1: Um, I don't think it was hijacked. I think the original reason for doing it got lost in the sauce of everything else, for instance. people were using the hashtag blackout Tuesday and they were using the hashtag Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter is a hashtag that was used to disseminate information out to the masses. So if, for instance, for example, if I typed in uh, Black Lives Matter to find out what was going on and I saw nothing except these black uh, posts, these black screenshots, these these black uh, uploads, then, you, you you don't get the information you were looking for. So the, informi- the the things that I saw as related to it was people were the the people who were trying to use it for the reason that it was intended, you know, were trying to instruct the people who were just jumping on the bandwagon, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. and just using it without having the research, without having the knowledge
0: of what it they was were kind
1: of, Right. They were kind of, you know, uh, upset about the fact that, you know, the, the, the message was trying to get out there that needed to be shared was getting lost in nothingness for lack of a better term right? right um another thing that i noticed that you know people didn't do their research right so you know i stumbled upon blackout tuesday by somebody else's um post in their hashtag and i said oh wait what is this let me go do some research and throughout the research i found out what they were doing it for so i put i actually took you know um participated and blacked out my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook posts because I understood the reason. And in addition to that, I didn't stream any music that day. You know, I, if I played mm-hmm. music, it was music that I already be- that I already owned, that was already in my library mm-hmm. because the whole point was, and I stayed off social media because the whole point was disconnect, you know, and sit down and figure out and, um Strategize. You know, strat- like strategize, figure out how I could – Take part in the whole movement because that was the whole point, right? Right. So of course that's what I did. I did the research, figured out what the point was, decided if I wanted to to participate or not. Well, of course that's not what people did. No. They saw this black hat. They saw this Blackout Tuesday. They saw all these black uh, icons and these black social media posts, and instead of doing the research, decided to say, "Well, what's the point? Or what's the purpose? And why? And what? And you're you're not you're not." And, you know, dissension. Negative
0: Nancys.
1: Exactly. So, you know, it went from somebody, you know, like you mentioned, these two female organizers trying to do something to somebody saying, okay, well, that's not enough. And that's all you're doing is just putting black uh, uh, Instagram posts. That's not really doing anything. You're not resolving anything. What purpose is to serve? And it kind of creates confusion and it creates disagreement, which wasn't the point at the whole purpose, you know, anyway. And it's like everybody, like I've mentioned before, everybody has a platform. So everybody who thought it was a bad idea or everybody who thought it distracts from the message that they feel needs to be put out there, of course, they put their information, they put all that out there and it it became too much. You know, it
0: became a huge cluster. And I know for me, I did. I participated as well. but for me, what I use a time for um, was, of course, I did the black tile, but I didn't post anything you know about me or what was going on with me personally. I used it to amplify you know organizations that needed money or to make sure you know there was a couple posts I did about voting because that's key uh, as well. So for me, I use it as a chance to amplify, other important issues related to what's going on as it relates to where we are with the the killings of black people and the and the you know institutional systemic um, uh, racism in this country so and if
1: you I, and, and and if you don't agree with that that's fine right. you know but understand that's what the purpose of it was for right. and number two if you don't agree you,
0: don't have figure to participate.
1: Out. Exactly. You Or figure find out how your you,
0: own way you want to be involved in this. In and this. do the
1: research. And, yeah. and do the research. It's like, don't speak on things you don't understand. And right. just because you don't agree or don't understand, don't mean it's wrong. That's one of my things is just because you don't have to be wrong in order for me to be right.
0: Right. You and know. I, and I think, you know, towards the end of the day, You know, people are definitely sending out don't use, you know, the Black uh, Lives Matter hashtag because it buries information that people need who are on the front lines, which Which definitely is 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 needed. So I think, you know, as the day went forward, people finally got it. But it was like, you know, the day's almost over at that point. And it was just a lot of negativity you know, on the timeline as it related to this. And I'm like, that's truly not helpful. It's already, you know, bad enough, you know, if people are are using the hashtag to, you know, and, and it buries, you know, important information or if it's people out there just want to, you know, FOMO, they don't want to miss out. They want to be a part of the quote unquote in crowd. So they're going to post it without even knowing, you know, what it means. But it's a completely other thing to just be on there, just being negative and downing it. If you don't agree with it, then you don't have to participate in it. And you most certainly don't have to make people feel bad who right. who feel helpless. Uh-huh. People feel helpless right now and they don't know what to do or how they can help. And if participating in this, you know, something gives as simple them, as this gives them, you know, a way to say, you know what, I'm doing my part. I'm helping. I can't go out and protest because i don't want to get corona or i have work or i can't you know it allows people you know the ability to participate in the conversation and in the movement whether you agree with how they are participating or not it definitely was some positive information that came out of this i know i found out about three new books because people Uh were saying you know you know they were putting out black-owned businesses that you should support during this time i found some dope you know, vendors and companies that sell things that I buy on the regular. So for me, that was beneficial. There's multiple ways to be beneficial, particularly in a movement like this. You don't have to tailor make your participation or the way you um, express your activism. It doesn't all have to be in the same way. And honestly, it shouldn't because there are different lived experiences that we all have and we can all participate in different ways. Like I said, at the top of the show, I wasn't going to go out and, and March for my own reasons related to COVID, but I did have the ability to contribute financially. So that's what I did. And I signed petitions and I amplified voices of people that were out there. So you can find your own way to do. And I just really was disappointed that it was, you know, turn into something, you know, negative by some people.
1: Right. And I, again, I'll just reiterate I, my re- issues with the whole movement, you know, the, uh, Blackout Tuesday was people didn't do the research. Yeah. All you had to do was search the hashtag. And if you go deep enough, you ain't got to go, you know, three and four and five different profiles. It's readily
0: or- available. <laughs>
1: It's read and you know, all the things that you mentioned, the reason why people were doing Blackout Tuesday because I want to support black businesses, because I want to give to the bail fund, because I wanna find new information, whatever the case may be, you'll find that stuff because that's how I found it. And I'm not, you know, <laughs> some rocket scientist level researcher. You know, if you search, you put in the Blackout Tuesday hashtag, it'll take you someplace and you'll read the you'll you'll eventually find the originators. You'll read you'll find what other people are doing with it, but like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Or I think i should be doing more and then you go do that the fact that if people didn't read or they didn't do, do that little bit of research and then went off on a tangent is like you're not helping
0: and ignorance is not an excuse so you can't right. say you didn't know because the information is easily accessible and readily available right okay yep. all right so um the next thing we're going to talk about we alluded to some of it um In the Blackout Tuesday conversation, as it relates to allyship, we talked about it at the top of the show um, with um, you know the the amplification of our podcast. So I'm sure many of you have seen emails, have seen commercials, have seen social media posts from all these different brands talking about we stand with Black Lives Matter. We you know disagree with you know um racism and the senseless killing of black people we're with you we stand up for you yes that's us so my question is were the statements enough or does there need to be something else behind it
1: well both <laughs> <laughs> there were some statements out there that were enough uh there were definitely some statements out there that needed more in the actual statement <laughs> mm-hmm. And then ultimately there needs to be more, there needs to be more specifically from brands who claim that they stand in equality and unity and, you know, they want to understand, you know, what the black experience is and they, uh, they strike down racism. You definitely could do more as it relates to the specifically equality version, you know, the part of it to where, you know, if you stand up for equality, you know, fit, African-Americans make up 15% of the population, you should have 15% at the very least of your employees be African-Americans. So if you are one of these brands that speaks out against racism and stands up for equality, then that is a next step definitely that you need to consider or else you're just, like you said, you're just- uh, Doing uh, table service. Yeah, you're just doing table lip service. You're not really contributing. Now, there were some statements that I specifically- uh, pointed out that I wanted to actually read just so you can see the difference mm-hmm. in the actual statements. Uh, the first one I want to read is the NFL, right? So the NFL put out a tweet, and there's more to it, but I'm just going to read this this basic one. The NFL family is greatly saddened by the tragic events across our country. The protesters' reactions to these events reflect the pain. Let me let me let me say that sentence again. <laughs> The protesters' reactions to these incidents reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of us feel. So many of us feel, and I say that on purpose to because we'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Our deepest condolences go out to the family of Mr. George Floyd and to those who have lost loved ones, including the families of Miss Brianna Taylor in Louisville, Louisville Mr. Ahmad Aubrey, the cousin of Tracy Walker. Uh, of the Detroit Lions, specifically. As current events dramatically underscore, these remains much more to do as a country and as a league. These tragedies inform the NFL's commitment and our ongoing efforts. There remains an urgent need for action We recognize the power of our platform and communities and as a part of the fabric of American society. We embrace that responsibility and are committed to continuing the important work to address these systematic issues together with our players, clubs and partners, signed NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. So uh, that, in my opinion, is the example of a very, 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 very vanilla statement. They didn't mention what incidents. They didn't say Specifically, what happened to George Floyd? Mm -hmm. They didn't say what ongoing efforts. And at the beginning, they say the protesters' reactions to these incidents reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of us feel. Well, if that was the case. (laughs) No, if that was the case, then when, what, four or five years ago now, Mm -hmm. Colin Kaepernick took a knee during the NFL games who was protesting the reactions to these incidents four years ago? Mm-hmm. It didn't seem to reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of "quote unquote" us, as in the people in the NFL, feel. Because if that was the case, then him subsequently losing his job and not being allowed to get back into the NFL, to me, that kind of speaks volumes. So, all that to say. That was a very vanilla vanilla response, really didn't get at any sort of details of what's going on, didn't give any sort of details of what they plan on doing. And it just says, um, we're sorry for your losses, our condolences, pretty thoughts much. Thoughts and is prayers. What, thoughts and prayers was their <laughs> response, right? So you contrast that to Ben and Jerry's, the ice cream people. The
0: OGs, of all people, because they talk cash, <laughs> trash, and back it up.
1: So their statement says at the very beginning, we must dismantle white supremacy.
0: Call very specific.
1: Out. <laughs> Silence is not an option. And they've got a nice little long speech, but I'll, I'll get some of it. All of us have been in Jerry's outraged by the murder of another black person by Minneapolis police officers last week and the continued violent protests, uh re- violent response by police against protesters. We have to speak out. We have to stand together with the victims of murder. Of murder, marginalization, and repression because of their skin color and those who seek justice through protests across our country. We have to say his name, George Floyd. George Floyd is they going to talk about George Floyd. Um, who he was what happened the murder of George Floyd was a result of inhumane police brutality that's perpetuated by a culture of white supremacy. What happened to George Floyd was not the result of a bad apple. It was a predictable consequence of a racist and prejudiced system and culture that has treated black bodies as the enemy from the beginning. What happened to George Floyd in Minneapolis is the fruit born of the toxic seeds planted on the shores of our country in Jamestown in 1619 when the first enslaved men and women arrived on this continent. Floyd is the latest in a long list of names that stretches back to the time and to that shore. Some of those names we know amount Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, Oscar Grant, Eric Gardner, Trayvon Martin, M- Michael Brown, Emmett Till, Martin Luther King Jr., Most we don't. So it goes on. If you want to read the rest of it, we'll put a link in the show notes. But that is a very direct, a very specific, a very blunt statement that a brand can put out that lets you know specifically where they stand. They understand what specifically is going on and what you can, what we can do to actually make change. So I just wanted to put those specific um, statements out there by two totally different brands and how they reacted to this whole movement. Right. and I mean, it kind of like a contrast of what not to do
0: and what don't to just
1: do. right. don't just make us try to feel good, you know, actually put some teeth behind it. and I, I just thought that was a good compare and contrast from a lot of the brands that are starting to put things out there and celebrities. there are a lot of celebrities.
0: Oh, I'm so disappointed <laughs> in some of these people. I'm like, really, the thing is, what I find interesting. Even if you think outside of the celebrities who some of their comments have been downright just had me aghast, like, really, this is what you're doing? But a lot of these people who are now showing their true colors, and I think what this whole thing is, is doing is exposing a lot of people who have this one image front-facing because they want you to buy their products. Uh And then have a completely different ulterior motive outside of that. And I'm not talking about white people. I'm not talking about non-black people of color. I'm talking about black people. I was just going to say. There are some black (laughs) celebrities out there, philanthropists, business people, entrepreneurs worth billions.
1: Entertainers.
0: Entertainers, all of that. People who have been visible, people who've been leading the charge on campaigns. And now it's either crickets.
1: Or just miss the mark completely. Miss
0: the mark com- completely, or give these generic statements that you would ex- you would not expect from an actual black person who's experienced racism. Because all black people, I don't care how much money you got, how much money, how much money you don't have, have experienced racism. And for them to come out, or to the lack of of, of coming out uh, to, to help the situation, has been so loud. I mean, yep. the silence is so loud. Whereas even Don Lemon even called some of them out and specifically said they wouldn't come on his show because they were worried about their brand. So mm-hmm. it just really it just what it show me it's going to save me a lot of money because right. I can't support people who don't support their own people. You see oh. what's going on in the streets and you have all of this money, all this access, all these platforms, and you're not willing to lift a finger at all to help in in this. And it's or truly you're just, just
1: or just ignorant in the whole matter. It's like how can you be so ignorant to where some of these statements that you're making just shows that you have no grasp, no understanding, no idea, no clue of what actually is going on. You're and so it's just, far it's removed sad. from
0: being quote unquote black that you you don't even realize you know, what you're saying, you're thinking is is something you know, great. And it's like, really, bro? It's like the, I think the last thing I saw was the athletic di- um, director at Hampton University. I saw that. Which is an I'm HBCU. Like, what? I'm like, bro. And then he doubled down <laughs> on it. I'm like, you oversee the lives of young black men and women as athletic director. And this is what you come out to say? I uh-huh. was just, and then the fact that he doubled down, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, uh-huh. wow. And and another thing is like, you know, of course we have the history of slavery. And then after slavery, we have Jim Crow and civil rights. Um, a lot of people on the Twitters, on the Instagrams, Oh, if I if it was me back during that time, they wouldn't have done this to me. I would have stood up. You have the opportunity now to do all that. And what are you doing? Yep, Sitting behind your keyboard typing and not really being about it. And that's what this to me is really showing as it relates to fellow black people is that a bunch of y'all are all talk. These brands that we were talking about, because, you know, that's what the conversation was initially about. If the Uh brand statements were enough. We're not getting enough from actual people who say that they are active in the community and active in the cause. It's really just pulling the veil back and, and showing really the, the tone deafness, the lack of, of self-awareness, um, and I'm just, I, I'm honestly flabbergasted at, at some of the folks you know that I've seen. It's one thing if you don't know any better, Uh But being a black person who's experienced racism at your big age, and when I say your big age, I'm meaning some of the celebrities that I'm talking about, Uh Um, they know, they've experienced it. They haven't gotten to their level of success without having it. And even still at their level of success, they're still profiled, especially if they go to different countries where they may not be necessarily known. You know, this still affects you. Your money does not absolve you or take you out of the mix does it help sure but it at the end of the day you know if if you're a racist or a white supremacist and you do not like black people um anybody in the lgbt community someone who is not christian all of those things all that money will not take that away from you know what these people think of you and how they treat you and how they respond to you so uh-huh. it's just really you know tone deaf on the end of 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 some of these black celebrities and it's also tone deaf going back to the nfl what did y'all do to colin kaepernick he still right. doesn't have a job and then you y'all have- did
1: everything everything to get him out of there and stop him from getting in forget all the little antics that y'all claim colin kaepernick did forget forget how well a lot of people's argument was well he's not all that good of a quarterback let's just excuse That if he's super mediocre, let's just excuse that he, you know, did all these extra antics to try to get back in NFL. Let's excuse all that. The fact that you it's a well-known fact that the NFL owners who the commissioner works for actively wanted him out of the NFL Specifically for the reason that you now turn around and put that out now, the statement now for. Now you're not doing a
0: statement and doing a black tile for. Like really, bro. When I saw San Francisco's response, I, I couldn't have <laughs> rolled my eyes even harder. And when I saw that Washington Football Team's post, I'm like, bro, you're being racist in the title of your team. If you want to do something, if you yep. truly want to show you're about change, change your name. That's the least you could do. Right. And you would probably the get more. Least you would get a lot of bonus points from people for doing the freaking bare minimum. But as yeah, and instead I tell you're you, putting your black ahead. towel out and your statement out, saying we stand with black lives matter and we we're against racism when the very thing that you're and saying, that you're against you're doing.
1: Right. And everybody's argument was, well, well, Colin Kaepernick took a knee uh, during the national anthem Peacefully. and a lot of people, and a lot of, and a lot of people, you know, took that as disrespect of the flag. So he he could have did it a better way, you know. So that's still the argument to this day, specifically so Drew Brees. I don't know if you saw his statement. He recently said, I just can't agree with anybody who takes a knee during the national anthem based on his family being war, whatever the case may be, after time time and time and time and time and time and time again, Colin Kaepernick himself has told you, that's not, I'm not disrespecting the flag. He, at the advice of a veteran a person, yeah. fellow team member, this told him, don't sit on the bench, take a knee during the national anthem.
0: That's a After respectful many, way to many, do it.
1: many and many times, we've, we've said it, we've said it, we've said it. And now 2020, during all this stuff, Drew Brees still decides to say, well, I just can't agree with anybody who takes a knee and disrespects a flag like that. It's like, you know what? Okay. I can't wait until the NFL starts because there were a lot of players who during the whole Colin Kaepernick situation were quiet and didn't say anything and didn't do do anything. I can't wait to see all of the NFL players who were quiet. Oh, say, Oh, we are going to take a knee now. So it's gonna be interesting that NFL put out this statement about all the protesters and You're saying essentially you're saying
0: protesting is okay now, so that means I can kneel, right?
1: Here they come. I'm telling you they are coming. So you thought you was mad then? Oh, I can't wait till the NFL season start because it's going to be a lot. I have, I don't know if I've almost decided that I'm going after the statement that I'm back off the NFL. But I definitely want to watch the news stories and the news
0: casters
1: and Twitter to see all of these NFL players deciding to take a knee as a result. Specifically, not not even as a result of George Floyd. But as a result of this actual statement by the NFL, I can't wait.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, wait. I can't wait to see that, but they also get a side eye for me because y'all just left, other than Eric Reed and I think uh, one other player.
1: One other player just smiled.
0: Out of all, out of what, 32 teams?
1: Uh huh.
0: Three people? And yeah, only buddy. one consistently? And, and now and, y'all want to try Neil? No, bro, stand up. You <laughs> stand, stand up in it. You were like, I won't disrespect. No, mm-mm, I don't hear yep. it. I don't yep. hear it.
1: So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see the players' responses and our responses to the players' responses. <laughs> right. <laughs> which, which as a side note, I'm interested to see um, uh, your Cowboys specifically Ugh. because Dak Prescott, was one of those people oh. who said I will stand and I will not disrespect the flag and his owner Jerry Jones loved the fact that his players was were all going to stand for the national anthem but now mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is locked in this contract battle and it's just so funny to show to see how Dak how his Isn't owner is funny? treating him mm-hmm. <laughs> treating him now <laughs>
0: so, Isn't it funny like I said for people who are racist and are in the white supremacy frame of mind I don't, as long as you're agreeing with them then you know, okay they can kind of deal with you but at the end of the day even though I think um, Prescott is um, biracial uh-huh. in this country and in many countries around the world the one drop rule, even if you have a drop of black blood in you that means you're black so uh-huh. it, your wealth, your prominence, your um, influence—none of those things absolve you, absolves anyone from racism, because it is a social construct based on suppressing the rights and the liberties of a particular racial group. So you don't get even, to co-opt out of it, even right, if you and then
1: just. And just to make it even simpler than that, you know, I'll, I'll take it even a step down from just racism and one drop rule. The fact that Dak prescott felt the need to stand up for his team and for his owner so bad at the risk of people questioning his race, his race and his quote unquote blackness. Because nobody asked fa-
0: him. He just volunteered that information.
1: Right. But then come to the fast forward when it's talking about money, your owner who you stood up for could care Less, Less. Be- and he because is not now you the
0: money you want, yeah. <laughs> so, Still don't just, have a contract
1: exactly. So, it, that loyalty be careful where you put it because you, when it's when it comes about them dollars over pretty much most anything, with the and maybe with the I'll say with the exception, but at the exclusion <laughs> of a race, when it comes down to money, the money talks. So, and again, with, else the, walks. <laughs> right, with the right, with so fast forward to you know, back to our uh current subject. It'd be interesting to see how the NFL shakes out now that this 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 instance happened that directly affected the NFL as it relates to Colin Kaepernick and how it affects current players and future players and the NFL because like I said, I think I'm off the NFL for this upcoming season, specifically because of this statement. So we'll see how other people react as well.
0: Right. It should be, it should be very very interesting to to say the least. So uh-huh. we'll see how this whole thing plays out. So more to come, and I'm sure uh-huh. we'll be talking about this even more. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> glorious glorious okay so um we have a couple other things um, we want to talk about really quickly we're already at about an hour and a half so oh, goodness yeah so um we've talked about protests and um i think i saw on cnn that all 50 states in the united states of america has had a protest so they had this big you know graphic of the whole country and it in red they showed a protest where the whole map of the country was red there has been a protest in every state in this country as well as in many countries abroad so with that said what do you think um in regards to the impact of of the protests. I know we alluded to some of the looting earlier, so it's a it's a bunch of different things. Um the way that they have these curfews set up now. They've brought in the um the the US military. The cops are still, you know, hurting people, shooting them, killing them, even in the midst of these protests while people are protesting. Um, right. we've got we're into what day what, four or five of the protests?
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: So what are your thoughts on the impacts of the protests and and how it kind of plays in the whole paradigm of what's going on?
1: Well, um, to to sum it up kind of quickly, it just shows that America is no different. You know, we claim to be the the best country in the world. We pretend to be the most uh, forward as far as it relates to economics, as it relates to socioeconomics, as it relates to race, you know, just find, you know, you look at what's going on in America and you back up from a local, you know, even a state or a a, a countrywide lens and you look at it from a global standpoint, it's no different than the China protests. It's no different from Hong Kong was a huge uh, one. Exactly. You know, it's no, it's no different. And it actually shows some of the, the tactics that I saw mm-hmm. that some of the other countries, protesters employ against police, you know, they are very organized, very. they are very uh, strategic and they are very tactical. And then you look at the American protest, it seems like stuff is all over the place, you know, so it kind of shows that, you know, even though America is rooted in protest and revolution, you know, uh, some this of the other countries- This
0: country was founded on revolution and people right. don't want We're, them to protest.
1: Right. And people don't want them to protest. And it just shows that, you know, some of the other countries got us beat when it comes to protesting. Because I've seen tactics to where, you know, (laughs) some of the other countries... Distorting the
0: face. They're putting on like certain types of makeup to distort the facial wreck so they can't read your face.
1: Right. They're using tennis rackets to swat the tear gas bombs back to the police officers. They use cones, like the little uh, traffic cones to uh, put on top of the tear gas canisters and then they put water into the small hole at the top to douse the tear gas Bombs. They all group together just the way they communicate as far as where the protest is going to be and what's going to happen. They use WhatsApp. They use all these fancy, you know, technology tools, you know, that the government is tracking, but they figure out a way around them. Mm -hmm. You know, all these different tactics that they use to protest. And America looks like we're kind of just flailing Flailing arms all over the place, you know. So
0: the right arm doesn't know what the left arm's doing.
1: Right. So it kind of goes to show that we do not have the monopoly on you know, how great we are, and we definitely don't have a monopoly on how to protest. So that was kind of like my overarching uh, viewpoint of how, you know, protests in the United States, how they, you know, affect or reflect uh, globally.
0: Right, and I will say also on the protests, um, as it relates to just the subject matter and the actual protesting itself, um, a lot of the protests have started out peacefully um, I, I've i seen and it's been reported that there are outside forces um, putting themselves in the middle of this to right. cause harm, to incite violence for an otherwise um, peaceful protest. Um, there have been plenty of peaceful protests that have been going on around the country that aren't being reported on because it's more sensational to report mm-hmm. on the, the instances where... You know police cars are burned or buildings are burned or where there's looting and you know a lot of people especially people who are opposed to the protest and who are opposed to racial equity they are all putting it on black people and we've seen that that's not the case It's right. people that are taking advantage of this situation for their own benefit whether it be other black people who are just trying to you know steal some stuff whether it's you know other races just trying to be out and steal some stuff or whether it's people who are actively trying to harm protesters or to break windows and kind of run and make it seem as if it's only you know one population of of the people who are causing the damage but i'll say this just Last week or the week before, there were protests for people who wanted to get haircuts. They had <laughs> automatic assault rifles storming state legislature's buildings. And all of that, those protests were okay because I'm fighting for my rights. I have a right to go and get my hair cut. I have a right to go out to brunch. But those same people are now against protesting because you're just causing all kinds of problems. You're causing all kinds of of damage. The government is right to intercede and to have full riot gear and throw rubber bullets and throw... uh, what do you call them? The fire bomb things. What are they called?
1: flashbangs and smoke bombs. Flash bangs and flash smoke bangs bombs. And yeah, smoke yeah. bombs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But
0: just two weeks ago, oh, two weeks, a week and a half ago, we had the same, almost same level of protests. There were no riot gear. Right. There were no flash bombs. There were no curfews. So it, to me, the protests impact is crystal clear if you're protesting against the murder the senseless murder of people black people if you're protesting against the systematic structure of racism that's bad mm-hmm. but on the other hand if i'm protesting for my personal rights even though these people on the other hand were protesting for their personal rights it's a difference oh it's not right. the same it's not the same So to me, it goes to show, you know, truly that this is a systematic issue and people are are easy are easy to overlook things that don't affect them.
1: And I mean, you know, you put the point on to where we've seen videos, we've seen reports of outside forces coming into these current protests. And for whatever reason, Um, Well, I mean, obviously, to discredit the protesters themselves, you know, uh, uh, putting themselves into the mix as it relates to looting and rioting. You know, we've seen all different races, all different colors. We've had, like you mentioned, we've seen stories of some other uh, uh, parties specifically trying to discredit. Um, One of the things I wanted to mention was the protests that you mentioned for the protests you know for being on lockdown and wanting to go back outside like you said to get haircuts you know at the very least at the very least those people who felt that way about you know uh wanting to go back outside people who disagreed with them people who didn't uh see their specific way uh they allowed them to protest because it's your right it's an american right to protest and if you don't agree with the actual protest, and you don't like, for instance, if I, you know, think it's silly for you to protest with AR-15s and all this other tactical gear that you want to go back outside, that's your right. Second Amendment, you know, you have a, uh, a, a carry law license or whatever it equates Conciled to in your state. Carry. Fine, do your thing. I'm, I'm a yeah, I'm a concealed carry whatever the case may be. I'm gonna make fun of you on Twitter and I'm gonna talk about you, you know, whatever the case may be. But that's your that's your right to protest. The mm-hmm. fact that you could not have the same thought to say, okay, well, I don't I don't believe that there's racism in our society and I don't believe I don't agree with the protesters Mm -hmm. because there's a few bad apples in the police and you shouldn't judge all the whatever the case may be. If Mm -hmm. that's your standpoint, you know, that same courtesy is not extended to our type of protests Mm -hmm. when it comes to us protesting, you know, systematic institutionalized racism as it relates to the police force as it relates to our laws as a whole if you don't agree with that you know that's fine if you just want to disagree we'll we'll have those arguments we'll have those conversations but the fact that they've actually decided to insert themselves to do, for the sole purpose of discrediting those protests it shows it shows you a lot
0: yeah and it, and, it, and it goes to show that you know it's what's good for the goose isn't necessarily good for the candor it's, which is the whole point. it's all situational Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, so, um, the last thing I'll say on this is, um, it gave me a chuckle. I saw someone on Twitter. They said that, um, the president is running this country like dollar bill ran the players club and, and not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to
1: give you a whole research story on that just go look it up just go look it up go watch the
0: players (laughs) club and you'll get exactly what we were talking about but Mm -hmm. yeah so um, let's close off for the cultural on a high note Um, we had another versus battle this Sunday from gospel legends Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond and Mm -hmm. it was everything I got my entire life and I've been listening to the Spotify playlist all week.
1: Yeah, and it just goes to show how better of a performance or a a better show that they put on when the people who are doing the verses are in the same room. Yeah, you know, you you get to you saw that with the Beanie Man versus uh, Bounty Killer which everybody loved that for that reason, because they had all the energy, you know, again, they were in the same room, so they were able to, you know, uh, uh, set it up right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then fast forward to this one with Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond, you know, they put their own spin on it, but the fact that they were in the same room gave the ability to do some things that you couldn't normally do just two people on Instagram, right? So they Mm -hmm. brought out all these, special you know gospel singers they had Tamil mann who sang uh, uh take me, to, take the me the to the king yeah and i mean the i the mean girl. it gives you chills when you when you hear yeah. her singing that song you know so the fact that they were able to put on a show like that to where it's bigger than just okay well i'm gonna play some of your song i'm gonna play some of my songs you're gonna play some of your songs and we're gonna let the people decide whose songs are better they're actually putting on a show because they are putting in the extra time, if not, you know, taking the time to travel to each other's locations. I think
0: they're and, all in Texas. Right. That's all what I was going to say. Yeah.
1: Right. The same thing with uh, the Jamaican no. uh, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer, both in Jamaica. <laughs> so it's, it's Why nothing for them to show in, up in
0: and Jagged and Edge done that.
1: They all. In that's what I was going to say. So <laughs> the, 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 the is out for those who are following up those two, Legendary legendary versus battles, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't don't halfway because it ain't gonna come off the same. You know, so if you if you're just gonna, if you just want to do a playlist thing, you can do that without the whole versus thing you and whoever you want to battle, y'all just get on Instagram and do it. But if you're going to be the versus battle. Uh, We have the expectations. We have high
0: expectations at this point. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Your bad audio is not going to cut it. And I I just think that, you know, it was just, you know, perfect timing of this particular verses because it was so needed and it was so uplifting and so joyful and impactful and all those things. The only thing that I don't well didn't like about this particular one and it was no fault of kirk franklin or versus or fred hammond swiss or tim is now the whole 90 second rule because people want to be greedy and don't want us to have an enjoyable moment so i mean i don't know how many of our listeners um no black gospel but 90 seconds that's <laughs> not, not even the intro music <laughs> Right. They don't give you time for a praise break at the end. Doesn't give you time for an ad lib or to go into a whole different song in the middle of the original song you were singing. So that it, that's why I think I've been enjoying the playlist so much because it's just uh, as a kid growing up in the church, you know, singing in the choir and all that good stuff. It just brought back all those feel good memories of of my youth, but also you know just the songs themselves are uplifting and so. By the time they play the 90 seconds, you just, you know, you're really getting into it. And it's like, OK, let's go to the next. He's like, no, wait, you got to go back. Right. We didn't get finished. So uh,
1: hopefully this is a, uh, a template or a intro to all the possibilities that could, they can do when they're not on Instagram, when they have more bandwidth, when they have a separate platform that could give them the space and the room And the possibilities to actually do something bigger to where this could turn into a big concert series. And I hope they are taking note and I hope they are not. uh, I hope they plan to expand beyond uh, what Instagram has to offer. And I hope that people will not feel like, well, if they don't do it on Instagram, I'm not going to watch and they will follow this platform, wherever it lands. If it's something separate, that Timbaland and Swiss Beats does, they produce themselves. If another platform, you know, there's some different, there's some other platforms that lend to live concerts, if they move on to those, or it'd be nice in this whole, you know, racial equality, all this uh, uh, uprising, they create their own platform. You know, that would be awesome. Right? Yep. Hopefully all that to say. I hope they take this template and I hope it doesn't die or fade off when, you know, actors, I mean, when uh, artists can actually go back on, the, quote unquote, go back on the road.
0: Yep. So, yeah, that was definitely uh, a good time had by all. So, um, that wraps up for the culture this week. Let's go over to the hookup. So, um, this one kind of came in handy for me. Um, because, um, the Corona snacks have, you know, really had Slowed down.
1: <laughs> yeah, slow down your, uh, metabolism.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> and since I don't have to literally go out, you know, to go to work where I can do my laps at work or, you know, I'm not forced to actually put on clothes other than yoga pants and t-shirts. To go outside, that's kind of limited my uh, my physical activity on the exercise front. So, um, a, a, a group of friends um, that I have they started this fitness challenge on Facebook. So I was like, you know what? Let me adjust my uh, move goal on my watch, on my Apple Watch, to hopefully motivate me to fully participate in the. Um, challenge and trying to get back, you know, on a decent health schedule with exercise because outside is eventually going to open up and I'm going to need the clothes that I have to fit. So um, this week's uh, hookup is on how to change your uh, move goal on your Apple Watch. So in order to do this, you open up the activity app on your Apple Watch, you press firmly on the three circles um, if you have an Apple Watch, you are firmly familiar with the with the three um, the three circles. Um, select, change, move goal. Then there are um, plus and minus screens on the on the screen um, that you can go up or down with your move goal. Hopefully, you're going up, or you could use the crown, the digital crown on the side to to change a new goal. Then you tap update, and then you're done, and your Apple Watch will continue to harass you about you haven't moved enough for the day. So hopefully that helps.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, that is not going to help me because I am not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I have, uh, for mo- for the most part, just succeeded the idea that I'm going to get some sort of outside body back during this coronavirus, and I'll just have to figure something else out. <laughs> I, and I'm okay with that. <laughs>
0: I'm going to try. I really am because I've really just been enjoying all the snacks, all the cocktails. So I'm going to try. I won't put too much pressure on myself. Sorry. That's my dog barking because the dog just walked by. But, um, but hopefully, um, I'll be able to make some progress. Don't know how much progress, but yeah. any progress is better than, than what I'm seeing so, right now.
1: So I, I yeah, so I take it back a little bit. I'm not uh, exercising as much as I should be, but I am sticking to a regular, regular type of meal schedule, which kind of cuts out the snacks a little bit. You know, if my if the craving gets me, I'll raid the 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 uh, pantry. But for the most part, I've been doing a little bit better on the diet, which, according to you know every dietitian or exercise person, you know, diet is what eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing a little bit better. I'm sticking to, you know, breakfast and lunch. I, 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 I tame myself, but then dinner the time I eat regular and then anytime a craving gets me, I go ham. And then the weekends I'm like, well, whatever. So <laughs> what
0: even days is this count So for me, I'm not doing so great on the meals at the beginning of the Corona I was, but I need to like go grocery shopping now. Um, like my first meal of the day was at like five thirty, and I had a bowl of Cheerios because the workday has. J- I've had like, I don't know. Just because we're at home now, people think that they can schedule lunchtime meetings and it's okay. No, I have like it is lunch. Okay. T- I have lunchtime meetings. I've had lunchtime meetings every day for like the last three or four weeks. Half nope. an hour, hour, and I'm just like, bro. Like, I thought I had a day off from it. And it was like, nope. I got one popped on my calendar like 20 minutes before I need to join. I'm like, yo, Mm -hmm. can I have a moment? So now I have some stuff upstairs because I've been ordering Postmates because I need to go to the grocery store. And that's not good because that's expensive. So I'm going to try, try, try to make a grocery list and do my Instacart maybe today or tomorrow because otherwise (laughs) I'm running out of things in the house. I have food but not the most healthiest food so i need to do that so
1: okay. well um, good like i said good luck with that move move goal if you ooh, like it i love it but uh
0: jesus is all i got <laughs>
1: it will not be me I'm, I'm okay with it i've made peace
0: <laughs> i i'm trying to do better because at least you have the eating better planned i can't have the bad eating and then i exercise i had <laughs> to pick a struggle so... All right, well, there, you, there you go.
1: Step, <laughs> let us know next week if you close those rings consecutively between today and next next recording.
0: Right, because right now, let's just say we'll start on tomorrow because the rings are oh. going close today. So, All yeah. right. All right, so yeah, so uh, definitely download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can also hit us up on social media we're at SnobOSCast on Facebook, Instagram, and Facebook. Did I say Facebook twice? Twitter, Twitter and Twitter. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There you um, go. Also, you can leave us comments and suggestions on our website, um, which is SnobOSCast.com, or you can feel free to shoot us over an email at SnobOSCast at gmail.com. And I think that is it for this week. That is it. Thanks. Bye.
1: Peace.